Hey, this is TJ and I'm the lead pastor here at Revamp Church. Thanks for listening to our weekly sermon podcast. I hope this message blesses you, encourages you and helps you experience life change through Jesus. For more sermons like this, resources or opportunities to get connected, visit us at Revamp Church PTA on Facebook or Instagram. Jesus Christ, I'm speaking to you uh, this morning from uh, Western Cape in Wellington. Uh, you would hear at uh, my background there's uh, a couple of uh, rain sounds. Um, we, we thank God for that. It's been a hot um, uh, season for uh, the farmers, so we really bless God for, uh, for, for rain. Um, Secondly, I just want to thank Pastor William for sharing the Word of God with us last week, Sunday. Uh, Pastor William, thank you for uh, a blessing that you are to, uh, to this church. Uh, we appreciate your gift, and we bless your family as well for releasing you to be a gift to, to this church as well. So we, we, we bless you for that. Uh, this morning, we're reading from the book of Psalms 18, Psalms 18, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 18, verse 1 to 3, and it reads as follows. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge. My shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I have been saved from my enemies. May God bless the reading of his word. We're going to have some uh, fun with the Word of God today. Uh, There's just two things I want to share with you uh, this morning. But before I share those two things, I want to give a little bit of a context uh, regarding what we just read there. So David's enemies were all defeated. Uh, He was given complete victory over his enemies. And what he wanted to do after seeing the victory, after experiencing the victory was to give God all the praise, was to give God all the honor. He, 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 he was showing gratitude uh, to the Lord uh, for, for, for coming through for him. Uh, uh, thank God for coming through uh, for, for, for us this morning. I believe that God is, 
coming through for you this morning. So David gives thanks for God's glorious provision, right? And as we trust God uh, for a year of victory this year, uh, we also need to express our gratitude daily for his glorious provision, you know, because I believe as I have taken inventory for my own life, I've seen from the 1st of January to now that God has been good to me, that God has been good to my family, that God has been good. And, and, I, and I pray that you really take inventory of what God has been doing and is been doing in your life and start giving him all the glory and start giving him praise for what he's been doing in your life. So when we read the inscription of this verse from Second Samuel, we see David constantly running from, from Saul, right? But we also see God delivering him from all his enemies and he lifts his voice up in praise to the Lord who has given him the victory. Hallelujah. And what we are reading from Psalms is David's song of victory. Then Lord, thank you for victory. Thank you for victory. Thank you for conquering my enemies for me. So when God deliver, uh, delivered us from eternal condemnation, from eternal death, we also need to understand that he gave us victory over our enemies. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 57, it says, But thanks be to God. Why are we thanking God? We're thanking God because he has given us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Victory is ours in the name of Jesus. Victory is ours this year in the mighty name of Jesus. We have victory in God. We as believers have a reason to worship and praise him this morning because of the victory that has been given to us through Christ Jesus. So I would like us to journey through these verses and speak about the God we worship. The God we worship. I want us to intentionally allow the word to remind us of who God is. To remind us of what he has done for us and what he can do for us. Why is he the God we worship? Why is he the God we worship? When you look at the word worship, it comes from the old English word that means worship. It means to ascribe worth to someone. So we worship God because he is worthy. May, you, may, may your worship ascribe or attribute worth to him because of who he is and what he has done. See, we don't worship God to make him God, but we worship God because he is God. He is God. So allow me to share three things, actually two things with you. Uh, two things I want to leave with you that teach us why our God is worthy of our worship. I will share the third point on Wednesday on our Grow Connect. I'll just share the, the third point. But this morning, allow me to share two things with you. Number one, if you're writing, God is, worth, is, God is worthy of our delight. God is worthy of our delight. In verse one, it says, I love you. Lord, my strength. Ooh, Lord, help us here. 
God is worthy of our delight. So at the very beginning, David makes two great and profound declarations, right? He's, um, uh, he, he pours his heart and tells us what he uh, has determined uh, you know, to do. He says, firstly, he declares, right? He declares his love for the Lord. And secondly, secondly he declares his absolute dependence upon the Lord. So he's telling us that he finds his greatest delight in the Lord. In doing what? In his love for the Lord and, his, in, in, and in his absolute dependence upon the Lord. So I want us to look at these two things, two things, these two profound statements that David makes. He says, I love you, Lord. So the word translated love there means to love deeply, right? It means to love deeply. So it's not the normal word translated love, the, the, the normal word that speaks of covenant love. No, the, the, the word here in this context speaks of tender mercy. It speaks of tender uh, intimacy, right? It, it carries the idea of a mother's love for an infant child. It has the idea of loving one so much that you just want to embrace them, that you just want to bring them close, right? So David is implying that he's so filled with love uh, for the Lord that he just wants to uh, get real close to the Lord and embrace him forever. Hallelujah. So I'm, I'm sure you have all uh, felt this way about, about somebody you love. Where, where your heart is filled with, with love for your spouse, where your heart is filled with love uh, 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 for, for, for a friend, maybe for a child, and you just want to reach out and, and hug them. You just want to reach out and hold them. When we look at all that the Lord has done for us and how he loves us and, and has made a way for us to be saved, our hearts should be filled with uh, uh, love that, uh, that, that it should be filled with that same kind of love. That's why First John, uh, John chapter 4, verse 19, he says, we love because he first loved us. We love each other because he first loved us. He showed us that, that, that tender intimacy, that, that uh, that, that love to love somebody deeply, that you just want to embrace them, that you just want to hold them. And David shows us that. And he says, I will lean on the Lord. So not, that, not only that I will love the Lord, but I will lean on the Lord. So he's talking about his absolute dependence upon the Lord, where he says, the Lord is my strength. So when I'm weak, this, 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 the, the, uh, the Lord's strength holds me to stand firm. So I will lean on the Lord. So he calls God my strength. So nine times in the first two verses, David uses a, uh, what, we, what, what we will call the personal possessive pronoun. 
so, so it, it indicates um, uh, ownership, right? Where he says, the Lord is my strength. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is my fortress. The Lord is my deliverer. The Lord is my rock. You know, the Lord is my uh, uh, shield. The Lord is my horn of, of, of salvation. The Lord is my uh, stronghold. And it just reminds uh, us, and especially me, it reminds me of, 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 you know, children. That a child would have this, you know, uh, 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 a possessive outlook about them, especially with a toy. This is my toy. You know, this is my food. And what David is doing is expressing simple childlike faith in, in, in his relationship with the Lord. He, he's telling us that he is totally dependent upon the Lord for everything. Every ounce of his strength comes from the Lord. May we have a childlike faith where we express ourselves in such a way that we would say the Lord is my strength when I am weak. That total, absolute dependence upon the Lord. So David's plan is to live for the Lord. Is to love the Lord and, and to lean on the Lord for everything that he needs. For everything that he does in his life. I believe that this is a worthy goal for every believer. It's a worthy goal for every believer to live for the Lord, to love the Lord, and to lean for God in everything that we, that we need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The second thing, if you are still writing, it's on verse 2. Uh, it says, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. And, and, and this is where I really want us to take the time. If you're writing, the second point that we're addressing today is God is worthy of our dependence. He's worthy of our reliance. Right? So when we look at verse 2, David allows us to see a heart of worship engaged in the praise of God's, of God's love. So there's two things there. There is praise for a personal uh, God, and secondly, there is praise for a powerful God. But the, the, the praise for a powerful God is it's one that I need us to go deeper into it, uh, deeper into, because as we will see, that David is using metaphors there. But there is praise for a personal God. So the usage of my, again, my rock, my fortress, my strength, my deliverer, my rock, uh, 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 my, my um, shield and, uh, and horn of, 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 of salvation. So the, 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 even when he expresses this, we need to understand that David had a relationship with God. And that is important. That the most important thing in life is knowing that you are right with God. That you are right standing with God. 
So it's not about practicing religion. It's not about you know, uh, coming to church. It's not about being baptized. It's not, it's not about stopping, doing, uh, 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 stopping to do uh, certain, things, certain things wrong. No, it's about having a relationship with God. Like having a personal relationship with God. To be saved, there must be a time where you turn to Jesus in absolute faith for salvation. We need to believe in the Lord. And when we believe in Him, we are saved. It's important to have a relationship with God. You cannot have a relationship with me. You cannot uh, declare that something is yours or that you are engaged with, with somebody, but you do not have a relationship with God. For David to have the confidence to say that the Lord is my strength, the Lord is my rock, my fortress, he had a personal encounter with God. You cannot say that you have a relationship with me, but you only know about me and do not know me. For you to have an impactful relationship with me, a healthy relationship with me, we need to know each other. We need to, we need to journey you know, together. The same concept with God. We need to journey together with God to know God. There is praise for a personal God. And this is where I want us to spend time to spend our time on as we will discuss the metaphors. So David finds all the strength he needs in God and his relationship with him, right? And, 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 and we notice that there are eight metaphors that David uh, uses to describe God and his power in our lives. And I pray that these eight things will change you, that will change and challenge your perception regarding the God that we worship, the God that we serve. The first thing that David says there is he says that uh, the first metaphor he uses the word rock. He says, God is my rock. The Lord is my rock. So it talks about God being our stability, right? David described God as a rock. So David reminds us that when things happen, when things spin out of control, the believer can stand above it all when he stands on the Lord. When he stands on the Lord. So, 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 so God allows his people to live above trials and, and, and challenges that the world brings. So our relationship with the Lord gives us a, a different um, perspective on the challenges of life. So when we stand in him, we see our challenges through his eyes. And even though the difficulties of life might break our hearts, they will cause our heart to bow in worship as well to God. Look at uh, the good example will be Job. Right? It will be Job. That with everything that he went through, he still went down in, in, in worship. 
He says, regardless of what I faced, regardless of what I've lost, I'm still going to take the time to worship God. I'm still going to take the time to, to, to praise God. I might have lost much, but I know that my Redeemer liveth. So the second thing he mentions there, the second metaphor that we can learn from is, uh, is fortress. He uses the word fortress. He says, the Lord is my fortress. So fortress speaks of safety. So, so uh, uh, he's maybe using this reference to uh, the lofty mountains to which he used to uh, flee at when he was running from, from Saul, Right? And David reminds us that the Lord is a place of safety to which us as believers need to flee in times of adversity and trials. 1 Peter 5.8, it says um, that, that Satan is like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. So as he's looking for somebody to devour, may you always find yourself in the presence of the Lord. You have a place of, 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 of safety. You have a place of refuge in the days of attack. God is our fortress. He is a place of, of perfect peace and, and safety. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the third thing that we're seeing there that David is using, metaphor that we can learn, he's using the word deliverer. He says, the Lord is my deliverer. Deliverer. He's speaking uh, as God, as our, our Savior. Deliverer simply means our, our Savior. So the word refers to one who saves one who rescues, one who delivers another from what? From danger. So this is the word that is filled with glory. You see, not only did the Lord save us when we received him by faith, but he goes on and saving us each and every day. God saves us each and every, each and every day. Lord, thank you for saving us. That's why 1 John 1, 7, it says that, but if we walk in the light... If you and I walk in the light, and he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. So he sanctifies us daily from all our sins. He's a God that sanctifies. He's our savior. And the, fifth, the fourth thing that David mentions there is my God. He refers to him as God. The word God in that context means Elohim, meaning that God is, is, is our sovereign. That God is our sovereign. He is sovereign. So, so, so it, it refers to God as um, the Almighty God. Uh, this word pictures God as, ah, Lord, help us here, as, as one who is over all things and as one who is in control of all things. God is control, 
is in control of all things. So we need to rejoice in the knowledge that everything that happens is in God's plan and that he's in control of all things, even when we cannot make sense of it. Glory to God. God is still on his throne. That is what the Bible says in Romans 8, 28. It says, all things work together for good for them that love God and are called according to his purpose. It does not say that for that all things are good. No, it says all things work together for good. So the good, the bad, and the ugly in your life are working out for good for you because you are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose. I believe that you love him. So therefore, this scripture applies to you that all things will work together for you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Why? Because God is in control of everything. And the fifth thing, the fifth thing that he uses uh, the, the fifth metaphor that he uses is a cliff or an um, unmovable uh, rock. He says, my God is my rock. Right? And in that context, the rock in the first sentence of um, verse 2 and the one on the second sentence of or stanza of, 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 of verse 2, they're not the same. The other one means stability. The other one means strength. So in this context, he's saying that the Lord is my strength. When everything else in the world is being tossed and twisted, God forever remains the same. He says, I am the same God yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is always stable. We serve a stable God. We are on the rock, people of God. We are on the rock, not on rocks. No, we are on the rock. Psalm, I love what uh, uh, Psalms 40 verse 2, Psalm 40 verse 2 says. It says, he lifted me out of the slimy pit. Out of the mud and mire, he set my foot on a, on a rock and gave me what? And gave me a firm foundation. And I believe that God, that God this morning is setting up a firm foundation for you to stand on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for a firm foundation. Thank you for setting us up. Thank you, Father, for strength, Lord. So David tells us that God is all we need. We shall rejoice in truth that the Lord God of heaven will be the strength of our lives. See, this morning, none of us know what we will face. None of us know what we will go through uh, this year. Maybe some of you have went through the most already. But we can know that God will give us the strength that we need to face life's challenges, life's trials and battles, and that he will help us walk with, uh, 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 with, with us and, and, and be our light. See, he's saying that I will not only provide light, but I will be your light. I will be your light. The sixth thing, uh, the sixth metaphor that he uses that we can learn something from is 
He's saying that the Lord is my shield. He's my shield. When trouble comes into your life and mind, sometimes God will allow those things to come and He will give the grace. However, there are times where when, when, when the Lord steps between us and our trials and acts as a shield to stand between us and the storms that are, that, that are coming. And, and it's so amazing, thank you Holy Spirit, that, that even at Calvary, even at Calvary, He was our shield on that day. He stood between us and the terrible wrath of God. And I believe that even today, God stands as a shield between us and the attacks of the enemy, between us and the curses of people. He stands between us and he protects us like a shield. He is our shield. And the seven things that, that, that uh, uh, um, David, the, the, the uh, seventh uh, metaphor that David is using there is of a horn of salvation. The horn of salvation. And this resembles security. That God is our security. The horn is a symbol of, of strength and, and, and conquest. And, and when David calls God the, the, uh, calls God the horn of salvation, he's saying that the Lord is the strength of salvation. He is the strength of salvation. And, 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 and that in his salvation, we have absolute security. See, see, God did not save you not to protect you. But he saved you and his protection, his security is all over you. I believe that we can rejoice in, in the knowledge that if we are in the Lord then we are totally secured in him. You are totally secured in the Lord. First Peter 1.5, it says, Who through faith are shielded by God's power. We are shielded by God's power. We are secured by God's power. Ooh, thank you, Father. We are secured by God's power. And the last thing that David the last metaphor that David uses is of a high tower, right? Or in other translations of the Bible that we use, a stronghold. He says he's my stronghold, but I love, I love high tower. That the Lord is my high tower. And, and, and this metaphor speaks of supply. And how does this speak of supply? Because when he speaks about a high tower, this refers to, um, to the great towers that were, that were built in ancient times. And, and from these towers, what we need to know is soldiers could, could look down on their enemies and send arrows down on their heads. Right? So these towers were usually stocked with ammunition. And, and, and supplies. When the soldiers went to the high tower, they were above the battle. So it gave them an advantage point. So when the attackers came, 
when, when they heard the whistle blowing, the trumpets blowing, that, that the enemy is coming, that they will run to these high, uh, high towers and they will find refuge there. They will get an advantage there. The soldiers went to the high tower. They were above now the battle. They were above now the enemy. They were in the place of rest. They were in the place of uh, refreshment and, and, and ready supply. And, and God is doing the same for us. When the battle rages about us, we can run to him and be lifted above our battles and find rest and find refreshment when we are fighting our, our enemies. Surely we can rejoice in the knowledge that the Lord is ever there for us to run, to run, to run to him. In the day of battles. Surely we can remember. The Bible says that in, in 1 Samuel 17, 47, that the battle is the battle is the Lord's. The battle is the Lord's. Whatever that you're going through, I pray that you declare that Lord, the battle is yours and not mine. Lord, the battle is yours. Hallelujah. The battle is the Lord's. 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 Hallelujah. So David reminds us that our God is a God whom is worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy of being our delight. He is worthy of our dependence. He is worthy to be loved, to be praised, to be exalted, and to be followed. As David says in Psalms 46, of Psalms of of, of uh, in, in verse 46 of Psalms 18, he says, The Lord lives. See, our God is alive. Our God is not dead. And blessed be my rock. Blessed be my stability. Blessed be exalted. Be the God of my salvation. Lord, we give you the glory. We give you the praise. We give you the adoration. For there is no one else like you, Father. We thank you for your presence, for your presence, Lord. Lord, you are a God we worship. Lord, help us, Lord, daily to worship you as individuals to worship you, with our families to worship you, with our communities, oh Father. May we not lose heart to worship you daily because of who you are, Lord of God, because of what you provide, Lord of God. Lord, you are our strength. You are our rock. You are our fortress. You are our deliverer. You are our rock. You are our refuge. You are our shield. You are Elohim. You are our salvation. You are our stronghold. May we hold family to who you are in our lives. May we know and have the conviction that you are who you say you are. Oh, Lord, thank you. May what we have heard today impact our week, Lord. May we have a productive week, a productive week because of what we know now, that you are who you say you are. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you for joining us this morning. I pray that we, you have a blessed week. I'll see you next Sunday. God bless.
heaven inside us Whispers the sound